and welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you news and information from around the Washington National Guard and the Washington Military Department. I'm Jason Christ. Thank you for being here today. Our guest today is Holly Stark, who is the Outreach Program Manager over at Emergency Management Division. Thank you for coming on to talk a little bit about emergency preparedness and what folks can do to prepare like our our adjutant general general doherty really preaches you know two weeks ready he really uh, but i think back in the old days they used to say something like three days ready but quickly realizing you know as we as we uh do emergency preparedness exercises throughout the year we realize that we need a little bit more than three days so what we're trying to um tell folks is to be two weeks ready which is 14 days um because yeah it's the we might not be able to get to people you know it it could take a longer time so anyways i would like you to uh just introduce yourself uh and tell me what you do and um Talk, tell me about your team after that yeah absolutely (laughs) jason and and thank you for having me it's it's totally my passion to talk about preparedness. I love helping people get ready for anything from a traffic jam all the way up to Cascadia, which we know is where the impetus for Two Weeks Ready actually came from, is that um, from Cascadia Rising 2016, they decided that maybe three, three days worth of supplies was not quite enough to hold you over until your emergency personnel can get to you. We're all impacted by the same disaster. Mm -hmm. And so it just takes some time and our infrastructure is gonna be down. But um, I'll back up a little bit and tell you a bit about my team. So I am part of the hazards and outreach team at the Washington Emergency Management Division. And it comprises of a couple of different sections. One, we have a few hazard specific sections. So we have a tsunami team and they work on all things tsunami response. Uh, they work with our mitigation team on tsunami mitigation. And, and they're just always busy telling people how to walk safely out of their hazard zone. Mm-hmm educating them on what a tsunami is and what the potential impacts could be. So they have there's three people in that team. And then we have a volcano program, which is really awesome because we have an upcoming Volcano Awareness Month. It's tied to the 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens, which mm-hmm. you guys have had some great guests. Very familiar with that. Yes, I bet. And yep. so we're very excited to... Um, Call attention to the five active volcanoes that we have in Washington and what are some great preparedness tips for that. And just remember all the sacrifices that were made during the time when Mount St. Helens erupted and just Mm -hmm. recognize that they are still active and that they're here and they shape our state, which is which is cool in a way. Mm -hmm. And then we also have an earthquake program. And Washington has the second highest earthquake risk in the United States after California, which a lot of people don't recognize. So we just want to make sure that they know all the safety and protective actions for earthquakes. Yeah, you know, I've been in the state for going on 17 years now, and I still have never felt the effects of an earthquake. I'm fully prepared to do so (laughs) at one point in my life. Um, But yeah, so um, I've... So you came Certainly. right before Nisqually then? <laughs> no, right after. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you didn't so, film Nisqually? No. Well, no. big knock on wood for yeah. you there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I am from Utah originally, so mm-hmm. I've experienced a couple of fairly decent-sized earthquakes. Yeah, and yeah. it's an interesting experience that can really jar people. And so our message from our team is always, yes, these things can be scary. 
if you're not prepared. Right, right. And yeah, that's one of the things that uh, came out after the uh, this was this was a few years ago. The the I think I forget which magazine it was in. It was that whole. Oh, I think it was the Washington Post, maybe the big one. There was a like like the Atlantic or something like that. Oh yeah, or, something like that. Uh, there was a big article talking about like. Like Cascadia subduction zone is going to be the most devastating earthquake we, our country has ever known, you know, and it really scared a lot of people in the area. And and one of the things that we came out of that was just like, don't be scared, be prepared. Exactly. And I love that rhyme. Yeah. And we always say, you know, you can survive if yeah. you get prepared. Yes, it could be big and scary. It has the potential mm-hmm. to be fairly impactful. Um but there are things that we can do now to get ready for if that does happen. Right, right. Um, Is this where we want to go into talking about some of the things that we can? Sure, let's talk about preparedness. So we try to keep the message really, really simple because we know it can be overwhelming and sometimes it's sort of a nebulous idea. What does Mm -hmm. prepared mean? Um, And so the first step we always try to tell people is know your hazards. And that's know your hazards where you live, work, and play. So I live in Tacoma. So I need to know what my hazards are around there. And I also need to know what the hazards are in my house. Do I need to go and move a picture frame that might fall off during an earthquake onto Mm. my head or something? Or do I need to put latches on my kitchen counter? If you have a home that maybe you need to clean out your gutters or build defensible space, those are all hazards that can impact where you live. And also hazards where you work and where you play. So if you're taking your family to the beach, you just need Mm -hmm. to be aware of what those hazards could be. Like the hazards out of the... At the, at the coast will be different than what you're, you know. Absolutely. At, at, and at so your say home. you live in eastern Washington in an area where you might not have a big earthquake risk, but you take your family on vacation to the beach. You Something go. you need to understand. So just that's the first step of getting prepared. Mm-hmm. What are your hazards? And then the second step is to make plans for those hazards. You want to make a communications plan, who you're going to contact if there is an emergency. Mm -hmm. And this can be for something as small as I'm stuck on the freeway and it's going to be a couple hours. Who is going to take care of my kids or check on my pet? Um, Are my neighbors alone? Do do they need comfort? Those kinds of things. And then the third one is build kits. And we still recommend having go kits, which are about your 72 hours worth of supplies. In case you need to evacuate where you are, Mm -hmm. you can quickly grab it, go to a shelter. A lot of misconception about shelters is that they're going to have everything that you need right away when you get there, and that's just not true. They're going to have a roof over your head and a safe place for you to be, Mm -hmm. but you're going to need to bring things that will keep you comfortable, warm clothes, sturdy shoes, something that you're familiar with to keep you calm, Mm -hmm. food that you like to eat. Always, I think that's a big one. People want to do a lot of dehydrated foods, which is great because they don't take up a lot of space. Put one thing in there that you're going to want to eat that feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then obviously water. <laughs> and water's a big one because it's hard to store. So definitely mm-hmm. look at options for purifying and everything. And then after your go kit, we're working toward getting people as resilient as possible. And that's the two weeks ready message. Try to keep the supplies in your home that you would need to survive on your own for at least two weeks. Mm -hmm. Food and water, hygiene supplies, flashlights, batteries. And then that's where the journey just keeps continuing. Once you feel like you're in a good place, then you want to change them out. So maybe when you're checking your smoke alarm, then you're also checking if your food is still good or your water supplies Mm -hmm. are still good. 
or like we just had daylight savings time change. Maybe when the time changes is a great time to check your supplies and make sure that everything's up to date and you have what you need. Mm-hmm. So like on my birthday, check it out. Like every time your birthday comes along, hey, that just reminds me that, hey, it's time to check and see my kit and see if everything's. Yes. So. And a birthday is a great mm-hmm. time to ask for preparedness gifts. Like I'd love a life straw or a bivy sack that could keep me warm. Mm-hmm you know stock up on hand warmers because it's cold here and i just got here from hawaii and i'm still not over it (laughs) (laughs) what are uh so what's the recommendations on the amount of water per person oh okay so the (laughs) minimum amount of water that you need to have is one gallon per person per day and then if you have pets it's also one gallon for them and that is the bare minimum that's drinking and you know basic food washing prep that's it like are your hygiene to brush your teeth yeah uh, and that is a lot like if you're thinking about storing that in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely ways that you can be really creative about that. Learn um, alternate water sources or how to purify your water mm-hmm. with whatever is available to you. I love the Life Straw products. They're really what small. and It's like a straw that will filter the water for you. So, um, and it's real small and easy to store. There's also bags that lay a little bit flatter that you can store water in. So there's lots of different options for people that have smaller spaces. Mm -hmm. And it can be really expensive if you think that you have to go out and do everything right now. Drop and prepare two weeks ready yeah, at Costco. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, like, like if, if I'm getting started off, it's just me and my wife, you know, just two people in a household. That's 28 gallons of water. Like, I'm not going to run out and just stack up a big tray of water from Costco and try and navigate through the store <laughs> in one, one go. You might want to... Exactly. And as we saw, I think one of the things that, that COVID-19 taught us is that people tend to to do that right our tendency is to be like oh no i need to stock up now and Mm -hmm. then then it depletes our supply and it changes the the supply chain and the demand so we really 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 want people to go out slowly Mm -hmm. each month think of one new thing that you can put in your supply kit and then we're not making huge runs on the store when there's a winter storm warning coming or a wildfire that maybe causes you guys have to shelter in place or something so Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of like summer and winter like there's there's different hazards at different times of the year so that's another thing to keep in mind you know like you're not like how would somebody prepare like during wildfire season yeah absolutely well the first thing they want to know is if their house is in an area that's prone to wildfire, mm-hmm. um, how much defensible space they'd need to build around their house, make sure they're keeping that clear. I always you know, suggest that people get their gutters cleared out so there's not things in there. And that's actually really great for flood season as well, so mm-hmm. you're not creating that weight on your roof. And, um, and then of course a go kit is really crucial if you're in an area that has been evacuated before or could have mm-hmm. to be evacuated that you have the stuff you need ready to go when that evacuation notice comes in just in case you need to leave really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, for winter, obviously you're gonna wanna make sure you have your warmer things closer to the top. So when you're recycling things and thinking, oh, it's a new season, bring those things that are easy to grab up to the top. Uh, one thing I like to think about for power outages is make sure this is a silly one, but um, make sure that if you have the potential to lose power in an event, that you've cleared your hallways and your floors of things that you could oh, probably yeah. trip on. Mm-hmm. I've had so many people I know just trip and hurt themselves because they can't see or they don't have their flashlight right away. So Yeah. 
that'd be that'd be something in a major earthquake you know the power goes out and you, you you survive the earthquake but then you walk out in your hall and you trip and you bump your head and it's like come on <laughs> like like true. i just <laughs> just went through a major earthquake and i tripped yeah yeah that's <laughs> um uh if there's anything the last couple of years have told us especially during wildfire season is in washington specifically it's like they're Typically happen in central eastern Washington, right? But they are close. They're getting creeping closer and closer to the the, the Cascades and on the and on the west side too. So just because we're you think we're on the west side, you think you might be safe from a wildfire. That, yeah, it's true. So <laughs> our weather patterns are changing. We mm-hmm. are seeing a lot more extremes in temperature, both a lot hotter and drier in the yeah. summer, and colder and wetter in the winter. Of course, there's anomalies, but. It is definitely better to prepare than to be like, oh, that never happens to me. Right. Like you've never experienced an earthquake, but that doesn't mean it won't That's right. happen. That's right. <laughs> so, and it only takes one, right? That's mm-hmm. the message. It only takes one storm, one earthquake for it to cause a lot of damage. And you can do so many things right now to be prepared. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me about the, the coast and tsunamis and stuff that, that might happen out there. So... Yeah, we think out there, but we actually have 3,000 miles of coastline, and all of them are susceptible to Mm -hmm. tsunamis, so anywhere from our outer coast all the way to the inner coast where the sound is. Um, Our biggest threat probably comes from an Alaska distant tsunami um, where we would have some warning, but um, other than the Cascadia subduction zone, which could cause a significant tsunami. so we want to make sure that people are aware of where their evacuation routes are, uh, where they know what zone that they're in, that they're putting their go kits together. And it's all the same messaging, even though the hazards differ. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be aware of where you are. Yeah. Um, winter. That's my favorite time of year, right? Everybody's <laughs> favorite time of year. I don't love winter. <laughs> Like uh, one of the, the one of the things that I constantly see every winter is whenever there's a snow, you got those videos that come out from Seattle and cars just sliding and slipping down to the Capitol. What is it, Queen Anne Hill? I think uh, is what it's. Oh, right. Happens every year. Like, like what? What should people keep? You know under consideration during something like like an ice storm yeah or so one of the first things snow. you would want to know um for winter or for pretty much anything is where you're going to get your emergency information so we have a website and it's mil.wa.gov slash alerts or it's mil.wa.gov slash alerts slash alerts okay. you can sign up for your local alerts. So that's one way you're going to get information about what roads are closed, what mm-hmm. roads are open, what routes are safe to take. Obviously, traveling in winter storms is very dangerous, so you want to make sure your car is equipped with the proper chains or four-wheel drive and listen, listen, listen to authorities when they tell you that it is not safe to drive. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody's like, oh, I've got my big truck or I've got my Subaru Outback. I can totally do yeah. this. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, where can people, you know, get more information to oh, building a absolutely. kit? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so all of that stuff is located on on yeah. our website. Yes. So it's mill.wa.gov is 
everywhere you go. And then mm-hmm. it's backslash preparedness. And then there's tons of information on there. How to build a kit, how to make a communications plan, prepare in a year guide so you're only doing one activity a month all year long to help you get more prepared. Mm-hmm. And then of course you can always reach out to me. I'm Holly, H-O-L-L-I-E dot Stark, S-T-A-R-K, pick your fandom, at mill.wa.gov. <laughs> so yeah, House of or Tony. I prefer Tony because he was very smart. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anything else that we haven't talked about that we should make sure people know about, especially when it comes to preparedness? It is not that hard and it is better to start now and slowly make your way toward preparedness than to just freeze and get overwhelmed yeah yeah nothing has to be scary and big if you just move forward we call it a journey so Mm -hmm. go on a preparedness journey with us and you can always contact me if you want me to talk you through it or give you some resources and Hold your hand or I'll get out some pom-poms and cheer for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on coming on the show. And uh, I think this is great information. Everybody needs to be prepared. Yes, just I do it. <laughs> I'm slowly building mine, so so but I'm getting there. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. All right, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.